Welcome to Plank Session, Episode 3. Today, I'm planking with Cross Game Champion, Graham Holmberg. Let's go! Welcome to Plank Session. I'm Justin Kershaw, former pro athlete, entrepreneur, and most importantly, a man of faith, husband, and a dad. I interview world-changing leaders while holding a five-minute plank. We work our core to get to the core issues of leadership, fitness, business, and family. Let the planking begin. How would you like the opportunity to train with one of the fittest men in the world? That's what I'm doing today. I'm planking with the 2010 CrossFit Games champion, my good friend who I love, Graham Holmberg. Graham won the games in 2010, and anybody that's ever done CrossFit knows that it takes a certain amount of mental toughness and resiliency to get through a workout, let alone win the CrossFit Games. I'm so excited about this episode. Graham and I had a great time. We talk about fatherhood, resiliency, leadership, and our faith. Let's go. Bam! What's up, everybody? I'm Justin Kershaw. Welcome to this episode of The Plank Session. Today, I have a great guest, my brother, my friend, CrossFit champion, Graham Holmberg. Let's go! Hey guys, what's up? It's Graham Holmberg here, getting ready to take on the plank session with my man, Justin Kershaw. And it's not gonna go so well for him because big trees fall hard. I'm a little nervous about doing this with you. Yeah. Because you're, you're a beast. So we're gonna do paper, rock, scissors first to see who's gonna do five burpees before we start. <laughs> Unfair advantage. Hey, I gotta do what I can, man. Best two out of three. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. 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 Oh, oh my God. Five Dude, man. that was like one of the most epic <laughs> rock papers I've ever done. Thanks, man. Textbook burpee. Thanks, bro. I don't know if that was five, but. <laughs> one of the fittest men in the world. You ready, brother? Let's do it. Let's do it, dude. Bam, plank session. Uh, so, bro, I'm a little nervous to do this with you because <laughs> you're such a beast. But um, there are a lot of things that people don't know about you. I do because you're my friend. Sure. And, um, you won the CrossFit Games in 2010. Yep. Did you foresee CrossFit being the beast that it is now, nine years ago? No way. Um, not a chance. You thought, I mean, it was, it was totally, I was an athlete. I wanted something competitive. I was already working out. I was already personally training people. Like, oh, this makes sense. I'm just going to go throw down. Yeah. And this was a lot of fun. Um, everything I'd always done was team sports. So this was individual. So that was a little mix-up, a little different approach. But... Where it is now, yeah. it's unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's, it's literally a sport. People watch it. It's on ESPN. There's posters. People want signatures. It's like, yeah. what? We're just working out. Yeah, that's awesome. So man. it's kind of different. Wow. Well, a um, couple of things that I don't think people know about you. You're a teacher by trade. You went to school to go to be a teacher, right? Yeah. And it's really funny. I asked somebody to describe you one time, and they said you were the most cerebral guy they know. And I was like, cerebral, what does that mean? I got to look it up. Do you know the definition of cerebral? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm assuming something to do with my brain. Yes. And then I see things and I'm able to act on what I see and, and quickly respond and adapt to it. Yep. Is that that's, right? That's the answer I would expect from you, dude. <laughs> so one other thing that people don't know about Graham is he's got the nicest handwriting I've ever seen in my life. Oh, don't show him that. Bam. 
I saw this guy journaling one time, and I'm like, that's incredible. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, petition Microsoft Word to have the Grant Holmberg font, just like Comic Sans <laughs> or Times New Roman. <laughs> We're going to work it out that way. That'd be cool. I've, uh, I've always had a steady hand. And uh, I had three sisters growing up, three older sisters. So I think I kind of blame it on them because, mm -hmm. you know, the people would be like, Graham, you kind of write like a girl. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. Um, that's but yeah, I mean, and I think to me, that's what it, it helped me transition into art well as well. Mm -hmm. So I got to see things, and then I also have a steady hand to be able to, to kind of re mimic what I'm watching and what I'm looking at. So yeah, writing was something I, I didn't really try to be a good writer. Um, it just kind of came naturally. Gotcha, man. That's awesome. Well, brother, I. When I look at leaders, men that are successful, there is no inevitabilities or predeterminants. Sure. But you can look to see leaders from the past. Oh, I am burning! Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can look to see leaders in the past. Either they had a strong father figure in their life or no father at all. Mm -hmm. And I remember one of the first times I ever came to your gym, I met Albert Holmberg, your dad. My dad. He's a great man. Can you go into your guys' relationship and how he's helped you? Uh, he's always been there uh, as long as I can remember. Just, just wanted to instill hard work in me, mm -hmm. um, and and he was he was he loved teaching. He loved coaching. Um, he himself was a great athlete, and he had a he had a bad car accident when he was young, and I think that held him back from being able to really be the athlete that yeah. he had kind of dreamed and, and mm -hmm. hoped to be. And so I think a lot of his effort was to really see that play out in his own son. Right. Um, obviously, I have three sisters. My oldest sisters were all. 80, um, 81, 83, and 84. Wow. So, yeah, bless my, bless my mom's heart for keep trying, but That's awesome. he wanted a boy. So you got three girls. That's right, man. Keep trying, buddy. <laughs> I will, man. Woo! I'm going to take a minute. <laughs> Graham's a beast. Still old. Let's go. Okay, so Graham, you see CrossFit, uh, the world of CrossFit now, resiliency, mental toughness. Do you think mental toughness is something that people just have, or is it something that can be taught? Uh, I definitely believe it's 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 taught, um, but it's also caught, right? So, you know, as we watch the people that we, we surround ourselves with, especially my own father, like uh, battling an artificial hip, uh, worked night shift jobs, worked his own uh, lawn care service, and just didn't make excuses. You know, rip his finger open, you know, doing something with a, a blade, um, mowing, mowing yard, lugging stuff around our house, and to see him just keep on ticking, you're like, okay, we don't stop, right. you know? Um, it's got to be something really, really drastic before yeah. it shuts us down. That's awesome, man. I can tell he's rubbed off on you, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you're a beast. Um, so, Graham, you have three sisters. You have a super strong family. You have three kids of your own. All you're, right, I'm going down. <laughs> going down you're, to four plane. You're, you're in the midst of fatherhood right now. Is it the most rewarding thing you've ever done? And what are some what are some advice you have to young dads that oh, are first man. that are just now starting off? Oh shoot! Okay. <laughs> All right, I had to give in finally. Um, I tried to hang in there. Um, yeah, I mean, young dads. We were just talking with a guy, my friend, last night about this, and you know, nobody teaches you how to parent. I mean, obviously, some of it goes off of what you were exposed to growing up, but it, it, to me, it's like a to me, it's it's one of those things where there's, there's an element of how much that we care about ourselves our entire life that everything revolves around us in a sense and then when we have an experience a child there's there's such a new new kind of layer of love that you get experience yeah. that it's it's hard to kind of explain fully but you just start to see what your actions and your efforts are 
are, are kind of adding up to, and as well as like the example that you're being for that child. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, to just to, to understand that how much I caught and, and I watched from my own, my own upbringing, to just know that that can be a reflection back on, onto my own children as well. And just to be that example of dad doesn't make excuses, dad goes to work, dad puts, uh, puts his best foot forward. And then, uh, yeah, just, just the way that we also then kind of show and, and try to love other people around us that aren't in our own family, um, the people that we interact with at the gym and the business. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's, there's, there's so much that, um, that we want to try to do, but obviously just being present Amen. for our children, I think is yeah. the biggest key. Be present with your children. Yeah. All right, so Graham, I'm a bigger guy. You're a little closer <laughs> guy. Could you get closer to my one rep max on deadlift? Okay. Or could I get closer to your max reps on pull-ups? Well, considering you're trained for powerlifting, it's gonna be a tough, tough battle, but I think I think I could get closer to your deadlift than you could get to my pull-ups. He's wrong, Mark. <laughs> All right, we're going down. Three, two, one, good. Uh, bro. So, bro, I've seen, I've seen you, a uh, very successful athlete, and a lot of times I'll see athletes, when it comes to their faith, they'll just sprinkle it on when they win an award mm -hmm. or when they're out in front of people or if they need something. Sure. My experience of you, Graham, is that your faith in Christ is... Uh, throughout your whole life, whether you look on, you know, your Instagram, which doesn't really matter, but how sure. you live your life, um, where does that come from? And is, has it been hard for you to always be that forthcoming about your faith? Yeah. Um, well, short answer is I'm more thankful and blessed of God's patience with me and, and the trajectory that I feel yeah. like he has set me on. At times I've, I've fell at times I've walked away, not in the sense of like, I, I don't believe in Christ. Jesus isn't my savior any longer, but where was the active following going on? Um, and again, just thankful for the patience in those, those times, having, having a father figure, having close friends and family that have always been able to kind of help bring you back and, and sh share some truth with you and, and just encourage you uh, along the way has always been key. But for me, um, yeah, it's, I think the biggest challenge for the most part is just the, de the, the little details of day to day. Um, to me, it probably has just been in the last little over a year where I feel like God's really got a hold of my heart. Mm -hmm. And I, felt, I, I feel like I really fell in love with really what Christ did on the cross for me. And um, the more that I can understand um, that sacrifice mm -hmm. that Jesus paid for my sins, that I'm the one that's guilty. I'm the one that should be on that cross and not him. Draws me into a deeper loving relationship with God the Father yeah. and know that he is willing to step off his throne, put himself in our situation, face every temptation, overcome it, and then lay down his perfect sin sinless life so I can have a chance at eternal life with him. Um, and the more that I can wrap my mind around that and, and seek that out, it, it just spurs me on to, to regularly be watching my steps, renewing my mind every day, and, um, and then trying to be a light to the other people around me, um, especially the ones that I know first and foremost are close and loved ones, um, but really also to be very uh, adamant to, to spur on and encourage fellow believers. Yeah. Because I've been a believer before and I've been in a position where, yeah, Jesus is my Lord and Savior, but what did that really mean or what did that really show or where was any sort of... Um, anything in my life that actually demonstrated that I was truly trying to follow Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Well said, man. 
Uh, one thing I respect about you and really the sport of CrossFit is the discipline you have. And you talk about the little things. And oftentimes I see when somebody makes a goal, they give little, they give big things small priority instead mm -hmm. of giving little things big priority. And you talked about the little things. I know that in a perfect world, you have a solid morning routine. And that seems to be the bit crazed nowadays, but Christians have been practicing morning routines for thousands of years. Sure. Can you go into what you do for your morning routine? Yeah, um, I, I try to get up a little bit early if, if I can, usually somewhere between 5.30 to 6. Um, kids are still in bed. And honest, I, I like to have some coffee. That kind of helps get, get my routine going. Yeah. I like to kind of check Bible verse of the day. But for me, I, I usually spend some time in prayer, really just asking, first and foremost, just and just being thankful for the presence to just to, that I have the opportunity to breathe, be alive, and speak to speak to God, yeah. and um, and to just start my day off by saying, I'm thankful I'm out of bed. I'm thankful that I have a home. And Lord, I want you to, to reveal things to me that I'm struggling with, reveal things to me that are, are holding me back from a closer walk with you. And then I just, I just try to dive into some word and spend anywhere between 20 minutes to an hour, sometimes a little longer. Usually it just kind of depends on when the kids wake up. Yeah. So that's kind of the morning routine. And then, uh, and then it's time to be a dad. So bro, um, I've been, been to your gym and working out as a Christian. You know that music is tough because music can get into your heart your soul, your spirit, and they can impact you in a positive way or in a negative way. Yeah. As a Christian, though, it's hard to lift the Christian hymns. I mean, <laughs> you don't want to fall asleep bench pressing. It's true. Yeah, but I appreciate hymns. Is there any music you can recommend to anybody out there training that wants to keep their intensity up, but also yeah. a little? I mean, the reality is, look, if, if there's good music out there. Yeah. Um, and whether that music has to be secular or Christian, um, I think ultimately it's the content and the lyrics of yeah. what's going on in that song. Right. And uh, you, you know, you said to me once before, like God has monopoly on talent. And so, yeah, there's gonna be music that's like, well, this isn't Christian, but that's all right. But the reality is you gotta look, you gotta right. seek, and you gotta keep finding things that fit that type of agenda um, that are motivating, are, there's a beat to it, it's, it's fun and it's fun for the group of people, there's an energy about it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't necessarily always have to be singing about God, but if we can get the best of both, uh, you, you know, we listen to some Andy Mineo, um, NF is pretty good. I personally like um, for King and Country, I think they got some, some good up, uplifting stuff. Yeah. Um, vertical worship is really, really good. Mm -hmm. um, elevation worship has some good music yeah. as well. But again, you, you're gonna have to probably build some playlists. That's mm -hmm. just the reality of it. Um, because if you just go some generic playlists, it's gonna have intermixed stuff in there that's probably not what you wanna be, uh, be listening to and, and kind of soaking in. So it's just, I think we should be guarding our ears mm -hmm. as we should guard our eyes, we should guard our hearts as well. Um, but yeah, I just think it's, it's just a discipline. Yeah. If, I mean, the reality is you're gonna have to work a little bit to, to create a good playlist that's, uh, that, that's just gonna fit that and really doesn't contradict the will of God and is, uh, is pleasing to Him. I, I agree, man. So last thing, and I hope you don't turn red, but I'm honored that you're my friend. I consider you a brother. I feel like the Lord sometimes put people in your life for a reason, and I know you're one of them. Um, and the reason I love you, man, is because of your leadership. You are a leader and you shape me into being a better leader. If you, could, Thank you. if you could tell the people that are listening three keys to being a good leader, just whatever comes off the top of your very head, help out some of these men that are watching today. Yeah, well, um, being a good leader, I think first and foremost is, uh, even what I said about being a good parent, and that's mm -hmm. being present. You know, the reality is that sometimes some people are gonna need a word to spark them on, sometimes they need an ear to, to, to pour into. Yeah. So being present 
and being involved in that conversation is key. Service, right? I mean, Jesus was a perfect example of, of servanthood leadership. And so finding ways to serve that person that you're working with is really, really key. And I think the last thing is sacrifice. Um, the reality is in order for me to be the best leader in my own home, um, there's gonna be times where I'm not gonna be able to have to pay attention and take care of the things that I need to get done that day. And I'm gonna have to find a way to um, cut some things out that I usually like to take care of in order to help support. So I think to me, presence, service, and sacrifice. Amen, bro. Well, I let you in today, so you'll come back on. Definitely. Appreciate you, dog. Thank you, Justin. You're the man. That wraps it up for the latest plank session. Graham is my friend, but his butt was kind of high and his arms were kind of wobbly. Okay, he beat me. See you next time. I'm so thankful that God put Graham into my life, even though he smacked me on the plank. I'm so thankful for Graham. I've learned a lot from him. Emotionally, spiritually, physically, he helps me with my workouts. I love that guy. And to continue to get the great information and see the great interviews that we're doing, make sure you follow us on Instagram, Justin Kershaw with an S. That's Justin Kershaw's on Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search my name, Justin Kershaw. Make sure you subscribe and like our videos. Also, download our podcast on any platform you get your podcast on. And stay tuned to follow what we're doing. Much love to everybody. Let's continue to attack. Let's go.